When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Tuesday of Ohio State versus Notre Dame week. So exciting to, to finally have this week here and that we can tangibly talk about a game we've been waiting for for a really, really long time. Going to be a lot of fun to see a top 10 matchup on the road in South Bend this weekend. And we are ready to start uh, our preview this entire week, talking Ohio State, Notre Dame, including reaction from the Woody Hayes Athletic Center today after Ryan Day and Jim Knowles talk to the media. Let's dive in next. You're watching Buckeye Breakdown here through Buckeyes Now with Sports Illustrated. We've got the whole crew together as we cover Ohio State with our instant analysis from Ohio State. There's something that doesn't feel right. Unbelievable effort from him today. Is EJ Liddell going to crack the first team all Big Ten? I think he can be the guy. I'm not trying to start a quarterback controversy. He seems to have the durability. He certainly has the toughness. This is the question on a lot of people's minds here. Welcome to Buckeye Breakdown. Well, hi, everybody, and welcome to Buckeye Breakdown. I'm Brendan Gulick, along with Anthony Meglin. We're doing uh, a slightly different schedule this week than we anticipated. Sometimes life throws you some curveballs, and you gotta you got to make some schedule changes. And so we're going later in the day this week uh, compared to our normal 7 a.m. time. But we're still bringing you content on a daily basis around the Ohio State Buckeyes, getting ready for this weekend's big game against Notre Dame. If this is the first time you're with us, thanks for doing that. Uh, please subscribe to the YouTube channel. That would be awesome. Um, we like to do this stuff on a daily basis for you, and your subscribing to us would certainly help us do that. Uh, you can find all the latest news and info on the team over on BuckeyesNow.com. Buckeyes Now is part of the Sports Illustrated Media Group on the Fan Nation Network. Anthony, this is obviously the matchup that everybody has been been looking at, right? I mean, we're I, I don't think you'd ever hear anybody in the facility admit that it was a three-game lead-up to, you know, the, the first true test. Um but I think anybody that that would deny that fact is kind of kidding themselves. This is a real opportunity to make an impression. And thankfully, and I really mean that, thankfully, the Buckeyes didn't have to start with Notre Dame this year because I'm not sure it would have gone quite as well as it did last year. Uh, and I like where they're at here going uh, into week four. Yeah, you got to feel good about um, where the team's at, right? You know, I think that weeks one, two, and three were very tangible steps and everyone could kind of see it, right? Week one, not so great. Week two, maybe a little bit better, but still not great. Last week, week three against Western Kentucky, things started to really click. I um, mean, you started to see an Ohio State team that we all recognize, um, that every fan that's but that's watching the Buckeyes recognize, oh, oh, that's the team I know, and that's the team that I, I, I want to be watching this year. So they're taking the right steps and doing it at the right time. I mean, this it, this is going to be – this Saturday is going to be unbelievable. Outside of Ohio State and Notre Dame, it's an incredible slate of college football, and Ohio State versus Notre Dame um, is going to be the nightcap for it, and it's going to be um, an incredible day, and this game is is everything a college football fan could, could ever hope for. Two teams, both in the top ten, um, the biggest traditions in, in all of college football, it's going to be um, it's going to be off the charts cool. Well, and that's the part of it that I think is, is most cool, right? I don't know that it'll necessarily have the same flavor as what we saw with Colorado and Colorado State, where obviously a much smaller game, but there's nothing in the world right now that's hyped other than maybe Messi 
that there's nothing in the world that's heightened more than Coach Prime right now. Uh, and so, you know, The Rock was there and every major national countdown to kickoff show was there. And, um, you know, you're going to have that same kind of atmosphere in South Bend this weekend. College game day, the first time they ever went on the road in their in their show's history, the first time ever they did a show was from South Bend. Uh, I'm pretty sure they've done more Ohio State games, whether in Columbus or on the road, than any other team ever. Uh, and obviously, these are national fan bases, not just you know uh, regional ones. Although it's cool that the schools really aren't that far away from each other. Uh, so there's there's an awful lot of attention, and it, it'll be the nightcap of what should be a fun day in college football for sure. And I think the matchup probably is, in my opinion, it, it should probably live up to the hype because there's enough talent on both sides of the ball that you feel like, okay, both both teams are finally going to see something that looks equitable, right? I mean, Ohio State was on a different level than Indiana, Youngstown State, and and obviously last week um, when they had a chance to, to, to play Western Kentucky. Um, and, you know, look, I, I don't think Notre Dame's played perfect football, but they've They've looked really good in their first several games. They've obviously played one more game with starting their season in Dublin against Navy. Uh, and so both teams have some parts of their team they feel really good about, probably have some parts of their team they're still trying to go, okay, what's exactly this going to be uh, this year? And and I think it's different. You know, like, for example, Notre Dame, they feel really good about quarterback play. Ohio State feels pretty good about quarterback play. Notre Dame feels really good about its offensive line. Ohio State feels better about its offensive line, things like that. So mm-hmm. neither team's a, a finished product, and I think it will be fun to watch two teams that look like they could be good and both teams that certainly should factor into the college football playoff race uh, get a chance to not play each other so early on that we don't feel like it's a true test of who they are. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, no, it absolutely makes sense. I think that, um, too, for our fans who are going to start consuming the content for this week, just as the players are starting to prepare, you know, our fans starting to prepare. Uh, these teams are on two different trajectories, I would say. You know, like we talked about, Ohio State's more going like this, where they started, and, you know, started, well, didn't look as clean, and they're getting a lot better. Whereas Notre Dame kind of started pretty clean. You know, you, you, you rewind a couple weekends to that Navy game, and they looked clean. Um, they didn't look great, but they looked clean. And then, you, you know, they go through weeks two and three. Uh, for them, or I guess two, three, and four uh, for them. And they've kind of just been very steady, um, you know, very same, um, not really too much different between the weeks. Um, and you get that from a veteran team. You know, Notre Dame's going to come in with a lot of experience. Obviously, Sam Hartman's a new quarterback for the Irish, but this is his fifth or sixth. He's my age, pretty much. I mean, holy cow, this guy's been in college for forever. Um, but he's been he's been in it. He's been in big games. You know, he, he, turned, he kind of turned Wake Forest around. Um, in his years there. So he's a veteran guy and they have veteran offensive linemen, veteran receivers, a veteran running back. Um, you know, so it's, it's that kind of a feel. Whereas Ohio State, you got some new guys everywhere. We've, we've talked about it a ton. So Ohio State's more going like this, where Notre Dame's kind of been going like this. And I think it's going to be a, a great meeting. And just like you said, you know, this in theory could be, this is a, this is a potential playoff preview, right? You know, this, these are two teams that are going to be in the conversation at the end of the year, rightfully so. And it's it's so fair that it's in week four. Like, I think if this would have been week one like it was last year, you would have got an Ohio State team that's not that was not ready for it. But now, now I think Ohio State's going to be ready for it. Um, and it's going to be a really cl- a clash of titans, I think, uh, on Saturday evening. To, to be fair to Notre Dame, though, I, in, in your um, context, 
when, when you kind of say, hey, look, Notre Dame is here. And for those that are listening after the fact, we're talking about a, a fairly high bar in the first place and, and where maybe they, they've, they're, they I don't want to say plateauing, but you know, to your point, steady. They've been steadily good. It's not like they're they're mediocre. I mean, this is a team that statistically has had a pretty good run of form. You know, they, their defense yeah. looks solid. I don't know that they've really been tested yet, but um, every time you go play, you got to go execute. Their defense has been good. Sam Hartman's thrown more more touchdown passes than any quarterback in college football since the beginning of 2021. Uh, obviously, some of that's because of his age, right? And he's had lots of opportunities, but. Um, you know, don't take away his productivity from him. He's been really good. Um, mm-hmm. I, I've been impressed watching him on and off the field. When he when he talks to the media, he's a mature kid. And I don't think the stage is going to be too big for Sam Hartman. I think, you know, you grow up hoping to play in games like this. When you close your eyes and think, what, what I want my college football experience to look like, you know, you envision playing in the shoe, playing at Notre Dame, playing at Alabama or Georgia or whatever – in big moments where everybody's watching, um, you know, you know that when you put on a good show, people will pay attention. Again, I don't want to keep going back to the Colorado, Colorado State thing, but I just saw earlier today that at 2.30 in the morning Eastern time, there were still 8.2 million people watching that game because they were interested with what's going on, right? Mm-hmm. So bigger fan bases, bigger platform here, Um there's going to be a lot of eyeballs. And so your, your goal should be, let's go ball out. Let's go see what we got. And I think guys on both teams are going to feel that way. Yeah, absolutely. And, and there was a good question or a good answer today in coach Jay's press conference. Um, someone had asked him the question like, Hey, how do you keep the moment or how do you keep the energy high in the, in the lot or in the, um, uh, the locker room this week going into Notre Dame and coach day kind of like nipped it in the butt. He's like, Whoa, like you have to work on getting your energy up for a team like a team like Western Kentucky or a team like Youngstown State. You know, this is why you come to Ohio State for a game like this. Um, and for especially like when you think of college football, like historically, you know, like these are two teams where that for, they're the first to come to mind um, and they rarely get to play each other. Um, you know, outside of last year, it had been some years since they had played each other. And it's such it's two of the biggest fan bases in college football. Um, and, you know, we're not saying anything nobody doesn't know right now, but, um, you know, going to going to Notre Dame, you know, it's going to be just such a cool environment and a cool experience. And, you know, you hope to see, you know, that I think there's a you, the, the players have to walk a fine line between what exactly what you said. Everyone wants to ball out and, and make their stamp on this game, but you can't like have that Superman cape on where you're trying to do too much or you're trying to make plays that maybe aren't there. It's really hard. That's kind of the hard part. It's like, hey. Sometimes coaches really have to pull their guys back and, and take that cape off and be like, hey, you don't have to make the the, the crazy play. You know, just making the ordinary plays, um, you know, is going to get the job done in most cases. So, um, you know, it, that's more of the coaching in this week uh, where it's like managing your guys, making sure that not only are they prepared for the uh, for the action and for the scheme and all this, but prepared for the moment as well, because it is different. You know, they're going to coaches are going to try to say, hey, it's, we're going to treat it like a normal game, treat it like a normal game. It's not. It's not a normal game. It's a different atmosphere, different environment. Um, and these kids are going to have a lot of fun getting to getting to be a part of it. We got a, a great question from Todd here. I want to bring on screen, especially because it played into something we wanted to talk about with Sam Hartman and, and kind of what he brings to the table. Um, Todd says, do you think Notre Dame is going to do the opposite of what's expected and just come out slinging it? And and I think that is a it's an interesting question coming into a week where you would think 
they're probably a little bit more run first this week, in my opinion. I might be wrong. Um, if I'm Notre Dame, I would want to get Audric Estime the ball early and often and establish a ground game, knowing that Hartman's a good quarterback, but with Ohio State's secondary playing as well as they are and Notre Dame's receivers good, but maybe not elite, I would want to hand the ball off to Estime more. What do you think? You think Todd might be yeah. on the same? Yeah, no, I think um, I think it's a good point. However, I wouldn't be surprised if Notre Dame came out and still still leaned on the run. Um, if you think back to last year, um, Notre Dame really their biggest threat uh, was Michael Mayer, tight end, um, and he was really their vertical threat, honestly, down the field. Like it was thrown it to him that that was their go to guy. Um, and you and you kind of fast forward to this year, they don't have as much of a threat at tight end. But they also don't have the big, the best threats at receiver. Like when we think of Ohio State football, the first thing that comes to mind are the receive is the receiver room. Like there's really no argument in my mind anymore that you know Ohio State's wide receiver university, uh, where you know you go to Ohio State to become an NFL wide receiver, and, and it's just a plethora of guys every year to reload. Notre Dame's not like that, and they're definitely not like that this year. Um, I think Chris Tyree is going to be their their leading guy. Um, he's playing on the outside and. He's five foot nine, 190 pounds. Um, now, you know, that doesn't mean much, right? You can still make plays and get open. Just kind of a smaller guy, um, but has a ton of experience. And then they're going to lean on uh, Jaden Thomas, who's a junior, and then uh, and then Tobias Merriweather, which is who's a sophomore. So not a ton of experience um, on the outside for Notre Dame. So I think that that's a, it's a great point, um, you know, brought up. Like, are they going to try to throw a curveball? Um, however, I don't believe so. I think they'll come out, try to establish the run, and not only lean on Andre Estime, but also lean on that offensive line led by Joe Alt, who's going to be a top five pick next year. Uh, 6'8", 322, like this dude's a, a man. I think DeWan Jones, uh, think that right. at Notre Dame. Um, so, yeah, I think it's a great idea. However, I, I do think Notre Dame's going to try to establish the run. Yeah, and, and I think perhaps because of the way Ohio State's defensive line has played fine, but maybe not up to the standard of what some Ohio State fans had, had expected – uh, and the reality is maybe not quite up to the standard that even they've expected. I think Jack and JT in particular have been fine. But they haven't been showstoppers the way that, you know, they're, they're projected to be that maybe Notre Dame says, look, we're going to take a page out of Michigan's book the last couple of years and just line up and say, we're going to try to be tougher than you. We're going to run. We're going to be physical. We're going to, we're going to beat you up at the line of scrimmage until you prove that you can stop it. And yeah, in Ohio State's losses the last couple of years, that's why they've lost games. So if I'm Notre Dame, again, that's – look, I, Marcus Freeman knows what he's doing. I'm, I'm, I'm sure they'll come out with a good game plan. But um, I, I just – I would be surprised if they don't try to establish a run early. Yeah, you made mention of that earlier. Maybe – I don't know when you said it. But you had made mention that oh, maybe Notre Dame tries to take a page out of Michigan's book before today. And I think that's a great – I think that's a really good mindset. Like, hey – you know, we're not going to be able to match them on the outsides. They're going to have better athletes in there. But, hey, what we can do is just be physical and, and, and try to win a football game up front. So that, at least, if I was, a, if I was, um, you know, wearing, I guess they're wearing green this weekend. So if I was wearing the green this weekend, that's kind of what would have been my approach, is try to beat them physically um, and respond to anything that they do. But, you know, we know this as, as Ohio, uh, Ohio State, Buckeye Nation knows that if you try to do that to Ohio State, um, you may get a couple of runs here and there. But, you know, Ohio State's big playability keeps them in the game no matter what. doesn't matter if Notre Dame gets up 14 or 10 or 7. Like, Ohio State's always going to be in the game uh, with their ability to make big, big plays and quickly. 
You know what one of my least favorite storylines is going into this week? All, all the people that are, you know, hey, did did uh, did, did Al Washington or uh, James Laurinaitis or, or Styles give like, you know, unfair advantages or Javante yeah. Jean-Baptiste, like, are they giving them something from the other team to, to their current team? Like, I mean, come on. Like, I just, I don't, I don't believe in any of that, man. Well, and too, like, think of it, like, there's not much you can actually give. Like, no. hey, if James Laurinaitis still had his playbook, yeah, he could give it to Coach Day, but they're going to watch – like, Ohio State's going to watch the tape anyway. So, like, hey, it's right there. Not only do you have the playbook in theory, but it's on the tape that we're watching. And the same same thing goes back and forth. So, I think that's uh, that's more uh, – that's more for guys like us. That's more for that's more for talk shows and, and podcasts yeah. and stuff like that to talk about. But there, I don't think there's much merit to any of that at all. So – in terms of what Coach Day and, and Jim Knowles said today, I'm curious your big takeaway. I thought it was a uh, not overly serious, still somewhat relaxed, but a fairly businesslike approach, fairly straightforward in the way that, um, you know, Ryan Day had a, a slightly more stern nature to him today, but it wasn't like stiff or, or mm. harsh. Um, I just kind of get the impression that they're ready. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I agree. I bet the my biggest takeaway and the favorite my the my most favorite thing that I've heard Coach Day say to this point was um, he he made mention of it today that he doesn't get he gets more nervous on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday than he does on Saturday, um, and that's like such coach talk. I think I made mention of this a couple weeks back, but like that this is a week where you come into Coach Day's office on Monday and you like poke your head in like hey, good morning, Coach, and you like is mad at you already. Like it, it, like urgency's all the way through the roof. It's, it's, Hey, we need to perform. We need to perform now. You know, this game is so important that we need to have a great Monday, which the Mondays are day off. So like they, they just probably lift or do a workout and then you have a, need to have a great Tuesday practice. Tuesday and Wednesday are work days. You know, where there'll be full pads. They'll be hitting, there'll be longer practices. Um, and then you need to, you know, take the, take the tops off on, on third or take the, you're just in shells on, on Thursday, getting prepared and a walkthrough on Friday. Uh, but it was funny to hear him say that he goes, Hey, I'm more nervous for Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday than I am for Saturday. Cause we have to have a great week. And I love that. I loved hearing that from him. Yeah. And he also talked about, uh, both after the game on Saturday and then reiterated it today. He's like, look, I don't know if, if there was a perfect correlation between the two things of, Kyle having his best week of practice last week and then also having his best performance last weekend. But he's like, those were two factual things. So let's go see if he can have another really good week of practice. And hopefully that'll minute. Like you, you think that's a pretty basic assumption that like you practice the way you play. And if you practice hard and you have a better week that you should play better on the weekend, doesn't always equate that way, but from uh, you know, from a, a mental perspective, at least I would think that's true. Yeah, you, you, it does factor in. Like, there's probably three or four guys that like can have bad practice weeks and still and still be good, you know, and be fine. And you know, those pop in your head. You know, you mentioned Dion earlier. He's a guy that you know didn't have wouldn't have to show up during the week, and then Saturday the lights are on. Those are the types of guys that show up. I was more on the side of I have to have good practices. If I didn't have good practice, I didn't feel good. Uh, but you know, there's certainly a correlation, especially with a guy who's trying to build some confidence. Um, in himself and his, he's trying to build confidence with his teammates like having great practices and, and performing and doing well um, it definitely correlates to Saturday in my opinion I think that's uh, um, you know a direct a direct connection um, to success on Saturday All right, I'm putting you a little bit on the spot here oh boy what worries you 
this weekend? If you're looking at this from an Ohio State perspective, what is actually making you bite your fingernails a little bit? Yeah, um, I think it's up front. I think it's the two the two lines of scrimmages. Like I, I've we've talked about it three times now after games, um, where we've when we look at the tape or we look Sunday mornings when we talk. Like physicality is like something that I think this team lacks. Um, I thought it was better against Western Kentucky, but like you still again, there's too many times where they were stalemates at the line of scrimmage. Um, and you just can't have that. Yes, it was great that on Saturday, the the running game and Travion and Chip were able to hit some big home run plays. I thought that was awesome. And I love what we saw from the receivers. But the line of scrimmage, when you get into a game where you're facing someone of equal talent for the first time now, but you're getting into a, a you know, this is a top 10 match. These are two great teams. When you when Whoever wins the line of scrimmage is most of the time going to win the football game. And that, if I'm Ohio State, man, that this is a big test for that offensive line, you know. And you know that they've been talking about it for weeks now. Coach Day's made mention of it a couple times. Uh, but I think if if I'm the Buckeyes and if I'm Coach Day, I'm like, man, our our both of our lines better show up because when Notre Dame's on offense, they have an elite front, elite offensive line, and Ohio State's supposed to have an elite defensive line. We haven't seen it much yet. And then when Notre Dame's on defense and Ohio State's on offense. Notre Dame's got a pretty stout uh, defensive front and really good linebacker play. Um, and you just need to see something from that Ohio State offensive line. So if there's anything, that's what's keeping me up at night um, if I'm a Buckeye. I um, I am not overly concerned about Estime having a, a ridiculous day. I think he might pop a couple of runs. Um, but I'm choosing to put a lot of faith in Tommy Eichenberg in particular this week. I think it's going to be really cool for him. Uh, and frankly, for his family, I mean, his brother played at Notre Dame. You know, it's it's very yeah. cool for him to to have a chance to go play in Notre Dame Stadium. Um, Steel Chambers has had a really solid start to the year at linebacker. So in general, Ohio State's linebacker play helps put at ease some of my, you know, pregame tension around is Estime going to go off? Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I really want to see a big game from Sonny Styles this week because – He's had enough time now to get his feet underneath him, and he's going to get a bigger test than he's ever gotten. But I I think, you know, the coaching staff decidedly putting him in lots of different places, up on the line of scrimmage, deeper at safety, as a pseudo linebacker. I mean, the, the kid is so athletic and can do so many different things for you defensively that I think they may lean on him a little bit more this week. Um, I, I think I've seen enough from him in – stopping the run. I want to see what he can do if he's on the field and Jordan Hancock isn't. And maybe Notre Dame puts out packages that make you think they're going to run. And then Styles is forced into helping in coverage. I, I don't know that he's been tested enough, in my opinion, in that way yet. So I want to see him perform well. Yeah. And he's a guy who can like change the complexion of the game. Like if he's in, you went like you, just like you said, like, there's such a chess match between offensive coordinator and defensive coordinator where you're not only trying to get in the right play calls, but you're trying to get in the right, um, the right packages and formations to dictate, um, dictate what the defense is going to do. So when you sub in two tight ends or three tight ends, you know, how's Ohio State going to respond or, or, you know, vice versa when they have four receivers in. And when you have a guy like Sonny Styles, who the hope is that he can play in both, right. Where he doesn't have to come out and he can play big, but he can also, hang with receivers and run with, you know, run with slot guys that a type of performer or type of guy like that can really change the complexion of a game. 
um, and give Ohio State a leg up. And I think he's, he's poised to do it. Like, you love what you've been seeing. And I think it's been obvious that they've been trying him in different places, seeing what he can do and, and seeing how he can play. And I think he's a guy to keep your eye out when Ohio State's on defense because he can really make big plays and change, the, change how this game goes. One more thing before we kind of wrap up for the day. I want to talk about Kyle McCord against the, the Irish secondary. I also think this is far and away the best defensive test that Kyle McCord has seen in his career. Um, and so, you know, I, I expect that Kyle's going to be ready to rock. And like we said last week, after the, the strip sack fumble, he really, you know, turned it on. He flipped that light switch and and it, it was really good the rest of the game. Um, I think Notre Dame's good enough that they're going to force him into another moment like that, where he's going to have to, you know, figure out somewhere along the way when something doesn't go perfectly well, how to flush it and get back in it. And hopefully that'll be easier for him to do because now he's, he's had a chance to actually do that. Um, You just can't replicate the value of live bullets in game. uh, When all the pressure is on, you can't, totally replicate that in practice even as hard as you try but as as far as the Notre Dame secondary goes where well maybe not even where specifically but are there weaknesses in your eyes that you think Kyle and this receiving core can attack yeah so I think there's two things here the first is that I think it's really big that that Kyle goes in with the right mindset into this game where he's like I don't have to be a hero like I, re- I don't have to, you know, I don't have to be Caleb Williams. I don't have to do all these crazy stuff for Shador Sanders. I just need to be accurate because Ohio State's advantage, Marvin Harrison Jr., Mecca Buka, Julian Fleming, like those are the guys. Just get them the football. It doesn't have to be crazy. It doesn't have to be insane. Just be really accurate with the ball so that when they catch it, they can make plays because I think there's a massive, massive advantage um, in the secondary. I really don't think that – um, Notre Dame can even hold a candle to, uh, to, to, to what Ohio State has athletically. Um, so how is Notre Dame going to combat that? They're going to try to mix it. They're going to try to mix coverages. They're going to try to confuse Kyle McCord. They're going to try to roll coverage late, show him one thing pre-snap, or roll to something else differently just to get his mind going because you have to do that. And the nice part is if you're a Notre Dame fan, you have a really veteran secondary. you got a couple seniors out there, a couple guys who have been, been there, done that. Um, so you can and you have that ability to do so. Um, so I think the biggest thing um, that Ohio State can do this week is just make sure Kyle is seeing it well. He's communicating with the coaches. Hey, this is exactly what I saw. This is what they're getting to. But also when the opportunity is there, just be accurate. Just be very accurate um, and, and, and make the right decision. And you can't have you can't have the big play like you did last week. Um, you know, the strip sack or something like make sure that, hey, when I got to get the ball out. It's got to be out on time and on target because you know, strip sack next on Saturday can really impact the game opposed to what, what happened against Western Kentucky. Well, and, and so if, if Notre Dame agrees that, that maybe they can't match up athletically, but their experience or their veteran nature could be, you know, their calling card back there. Uh, I'm sure they'll probably have instances where they try to ratchet up the pressure. Yeah. Um, you know, think about what you saw on Monday night football last night and the way Deshaun Watson ran for his life because Pittsburgh basically said, all right, Cleveland's offensive line's pretty good. They're down Jack Conklin. And obviously at that point, the game were down Nick Chubb. And so they're going to just bring as much pressure as they can with as many different looks. And they forced Deshaun into playing a terrible game, right? So I would think if you're Notre Dame and you see that Ohio State's offensive line has had some, some frustrating moments, um, I would try to bring more hats than they can block and see if Kyle can handle that pressure on the road against a top 10 team. 
Yeah, it's such a good point too. And one guy to keep keep your eye out for. He's really easy to find on the field. He's number eight, Maris Luafau. Lu, excuse me, uh, but he's got big, long, big bushy hair. It comes down to his shoulders. It's it's big and flowy. You can't miss him. He runs around. Reminds you of like uh, Troy Polamalu. Think of, think of that kind of a look. Um, so you'll see him running around. He plays on the line of scrimmage. He plays um, in the on the second level at the at the defensive line, or excuse me, at the linebacker position. Um, he just kind of flies around, and he's a guy to just watch. Um, if if Notre Dame's going to start heating it up um, and causing a ton of pressure for Ohio State, um, it's going to come uh, from Lou Fowl there. Um, so keep an eye on him. But I agree is is a good comment here. Who's in the comments saying that David uh, Greenshield? It's a great comment there. Yeah, they're going to try to heat it up. Um, they they really are. Um, I think that's a great point and something to keep your eye out for. Yeah, I think uh, I think Lou Fowl leads or second on the team, seventeen tackles so far. Um, couple couple quarterback hurries. He's he's a good player. He's fun to watch. Yeah. So looking forward to seeing uh, seeing him out there for sure. All right, we'll continue our our coverage all week long. Uh, certainly looking forward to hearing from some players tomorrow at the Woody. Uh, I think we're going to do our show again tomorrow night instead of tomorrow morning. Uh, traditionally, though, we're live at 7 a.m. every day, although this week we've got a couple things going that are forcing our shows later. So um, we'll still have coverage for you. Don't worry about that. Best way to know when we're live, subscribe to the channel and click the notification bell, and then you'll find out exactly when you're live. Uh, and you can jump in the comments section the same way we've had lots of uh, lots of good stuff going back and forth here throughout the afternoon. So for Anthony Meglin, I'm Brendan Gulick. Thanks for hanging out with us on Buckeye Breakdown. We'll be with you tomorrow uh, right around the time the Buckeyes are chatting with the media in Columbus tomorrow afternoon. Have a good day.